Hello and welcome. In this episode, you will discover how to create a webinar without being overwhelmed. How should you structure a sales webinar versus an educational webinar? What are the key elements to sell successfully with webinars? And you will watch yours truly get exposed and coached by my dear friend, John Schumacher. I have welcome, John. Great to see you and great to have you. Mustafa, I can't wait to do this. Excited to um, talk a little bit, hopefully help some folks out. Hopefully we get some folks on here live. We can get some questions going and have a lot of fun. So thank you for having me. Great to have you. And we're talking about how to create a 30-minute webinar that converts. So stay tuned. We're going to have a very interesting conversation. Let me do this. John is a world-class coach and professional when it comes to webinars. Now, John Schumacher specializes in webinars and online events that convert. He primarily works with coaches, consultants, and course sellers, helping them craft their best sales sales messages and sell more of their programs and courses. John has worked with over 300 clients across 30 plus industries, and more than 1,000 students have gone through his training programs. John is the host of the world's the world's largest online sales webinar conference, the Webinar Mastery Summit, which has had more than 13,000 attendees worldwide. Welcome, John. Let's do it. Hey, Mustafa. Good to have. Good to be here. Likewise. How's your day so far? Not too bad. Just busy. Um, you know, things are good. Yep. Just been busy, heads down most of the day. So yeah, excited to be Love here. Love it. Where about are you? Uh, Reno, Nevada. And what's the weather like today? Uh, not bad. 88 degrees. That's not bad. Pretty not springy, bad. I guess. What's that? Is that like a spring type of weather? Pretty hot for spring. Yeah, it's like a late spring, early summer type of weather here. Nice. Um, it's not that 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 hot up here in Canada. I mean, in Alberta, it's still a little yeah. chilly, and we still have like chances of getting snow up here. Um. So, John, what is your story? Yeah. So, I assume you mean my background. So, yeah. Sure. So, so it's interesting. Like my original background was not in sales, marketing, or business. Is actually in healthcare as a licensed physical therapist in the state of California. Uh, you know, I worked as a PT for a couple of years, you know, working with people on their injuries and those kind of things. Uh, and then just kind of got burnt out on working. I was in kind of a busy clinic and kind of got burnt out on working for somebody else and, and didn't really like the idea of like starting my own small business, like you know, brick and mortar kind of clinic type stuff. And so I really went on this journey. This was about 2008, 2009. Uh, where I started looking at other ways of basically getting free from my job, replacing my income. I'm sure a lot of viewers on here could relate to being working for somebody else and wanting to do their own thing. And so, but I didn't really know what, where to start. So I did like many people do. I started down the road of, you know, network marketing. I tried trading the stock market. I was going to these weekend seminars all the time. And one of the seminars I went to, was on how to make money on the internet, right? This was, I think it was a T. Harv Eckerd event. This is like 20, 2009 or something like that. And I was one of those crazy people that ran to the back of the room with the form and like filled in his name. And, and I ended up taking the class and going through it. And, and so I figured I'd start with what I knew when it came to like working online. And that was, you know, I knew the human body. I knew how to, you know, exercises for people's back pain and those kind of things. And so my first online content my first parlay into the online world, right, of, of content creation and marketing 
was on how to fix your back or strengthen your shoulders on a site that was was established but was new in many industries called YouTube, right? YouTube was fairly fresh back then. There was I was one of maybe a handful of physical therapists who were pu publishing content on that channel at the time. And I, you know, I, lo I loved marketing. So I was spending a lot of time learning marketing and I learned a little bit of SEO and I learned how to get the vi videos ranked and things like that. Of course, it was much easier back then. And like some of these videos were getting tens of thousands and even hundreds of thousands of views on, on YouTube back then. And, and uh, people told me I needed to sell a product. So my first online product was a $17 ebook. I think it was called 10 minute back relief or something like that. Nice. And I sold a few of those to my my Facebook followers and YouTube audience, but it still wasn't enough to, to leave my job. Uh, and so I still was kind of continuing to search here. And, and in about 2013 is when I discovered webinars. So I know that's what we're here to talk about today. And, you know, I figured I would do webinars in the healthcare industry. So I did one weekly webinar every week for, it ended up being over a year where I would partner with a entrepreneur or an influencer in the healthcare industry. And we would come on and do a webinar for my audience and their audience. And, you know, they would promote the webinar to their audience. And that was what grew the viewership and grew the email list and all that kind of stuff. And that was really how I discovered what today has been my, my roadmap for success, which is really to host webinars and online events and partner with other people to help fill those events. Right. And so, um, so I did that for about a year and then just kind of burn out on it. I just wasn't passionate around healthcare anymore. I did the topics that we were talking about and stuff. I just, I was, I really fell in love with marketing. Right. And, and so, uh, around 2014, I pivoted to basically take the blueprint that I had discovered in the healthcare industry. And I started teaching people how to use live video and webinars to grow their audiences and visibility, you know, in the marketing world, right. In the expert world. And, and so did the same formula. We'd partner with people, do a live webinar, partner, do a live webinar. And, and it worked, right? And we started to grow an audience in a brand new field. Got on the radar of some of the top marketers in the internet marketing industry. I got featured along the, uh, the likes of Brendan Burchard and like Evan Pagan and Jeff Walker and those kind of people. And here I was like a year and a half, like who the hell was I, right? Like just a newbie basically. But because I got visible and got aggressive with that, it, it, it worked. And and so I really went all in on that and then pivoted and went really all in on webinars. And you know, I started selling with webinars and things like that. I did the Webinar Mastery Summit, which has had over 13,000 attendees now over the years. And I've just really gone all in on, on helping people use webinars and online events to, to get visible, to, to build their audience and to make sales. And so that's really what I focus on today is, um, you know, helping people do that. Love it. So tell us more about... Um who you serve today and what you do for them. Yeah. So I primarily work with people, I would say in the expert industry, right? So these are people that sell their expertise for a living, uh, consultants, coaching businesses, um, course sellers. I have worked with a number of traditional businesses as well, but my primary focus is on helping those folks, uh, you know, again, get visible, build their audience and, and sell their products and services. Uh, and so I primarily help them with, you know, like you say, webinars is my number one thing. So if they have a webinar, they want to make it better. I can help them with that. If they want to build one, I have programs and I have consulting offers that can help them do that. That's really where I primarily focus with people. Of course, there's a few other random projects occasionally that I work on, but that's really my core focus. Love it. So again, if you're watching or listening, or you have questions about webinars and you're offering the rest of this process that we were talking about. 
feel free to post them as a comment and we'll do our best to cover them and later uh, as i'm done with the show uh, as we're done with the questions john is actually is actually actually going to tear down uh components of my opt-in page and the video on it so if you want to see uh how he does what he does stick around and if you know other people that could benefit from a converting 30-minute webinar to increase their sales and leverage their time and the rest of it send them the link to the show and uh, have them join us so john why should coaches consultants and experts use webinars to sell yeah i mean there's a number of reasons but i think the biggest reason is is trust right um trust clarity and certainty sell I mean, those, everyone who's listening to this should write those three words down. I use the, those words all the time because that's really my style of webinar. It's about building trust. It's about building clarity, compelling clarity and certainty in you and, and the way you get people results, right? And if you can instill those three things into your prospective buyers, they're much more likely to buy. And webinars done right build that trust, clarity and certainty around your programs and services. They allow you to be seen, heard and experienced unlike any other medium, 100% online to anywhere in the world. So, you know, that means you can do it 100% from your home office. There's no travel away from friends and family. There's no expensive trips to networking events of hope, in hopes of getting clients. Like you can literally broadcast from your home office like I do and reach hundreds, if not thousands of people around the world, right? And so there's really a lot of power to that. Particularly, we found out the power of that the last couple of years with some of the shutdowns and things like that. But but it's still going to be powerful no matter no matter what time it is, right? I mean, I love people. I love talking to people. I love being in person with people. But the amount of scale and reach that you can use with virtual events and stuff, it's just unmatched. And so I just, I love that 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 method. So I think that's why most people should consider it is, is it really allows you to build trust, clarity, and certainty around your programs in a one-to-many online scalable way. Um, I just think they're they're great for that. So doing webinars and doing the one to many kind of approach where you're leveraging your time and resources and from the comfort of your home seems like a no brainer to me. And I guess to a lot of people. So what's stopping a lot of uh, experts yeah. from doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's fear in many cases or overwhelm. Like they're just, they're afraid to take the step. Uh, that's a big factor. So some of it's fear of getting visible. Um, some people are afraid of getting visible. Right. So I get it, right? Like I'm somebody who is more, I would say, introverted in, in a sense, um, even though I don't come across that way sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I I was super scared when I first did webinars. It was just like, oh my God, what are gonna, people going to think of me? What am I going to look like on camera and those kind of things? So some of it's fear, but a lot of it's overwhelm or just not knowing where to get started. So I think a lot of people, what you need to do, you know, it, which makes you feel more confident is to find somebody who's been doing a lot of them and just model their process, right? I mean, I, I have a process I give my students that's literally plug and play. Um, it does, it you know, cuts things down to its essentials. So that's why we can do a 30 minute webinar plus an offer. It's easier to put together. It's simpler. You literally just fill in some questionnaires, um, you know, answer, answer, you know, fill in the script that follows and kind of put things together. So find someone who's done them and just model their stuff, at least for your first one, that'll help you get it done. Cause I think a lot of people get in their own heads. They don't know what to teach or what to say, or they don't want to give away the farm, you know, and there's a lot of mistakes that people make with sales webinars. Right. And so uh, I think it's just, if you want to do one, which you should in most industries, at least have a really, really good sales presentation in place, 
then um, yeah, just find someone who's done it and model their stuff at least to start, and that'll save you a lot of a lot of time and effort. Hundred percent. I I think the first few times where I was trying to go live, even on our show, and I, with the first couple of times that I was, I was trying to do my webinar, I was really scared and I was really afraid. Yeah. What yeah. tips do you have for people? Because and I think that it's that fear of being visible and a fear of public speaking, which is like number one in 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 the world. People would rather die than be invisible and speak in front of people. What tips do you have for people to kind of help them overcome the fear? Yeah, it's a tough one, right? I mean, it, it's it's the only thing that can really stomp out fear. And I still get nervous, by the way. I mean, if I have a big webinar, I still do. And I've done hundreds of them now, right? I mean, year, over years, you know, you're worried about the technology, you're worried about this or that, especially a live webinar, right? Um, you know, that's what we're talking about here. So part of it is you're gonna be afraid a little bit. That's just part of it. Like you're not going to like, oh, I'm completely 100% fearless and, you know, 100%. Like, like no, like you're, you're probably not going to get to that point. Now it gets better as you do more of them. So the only way to really feel better is to start doing them, right? So maybe practice a little bit too, right? Like get a couple of friends together, you know, feel comfortable in the, in the, in the, in the uh, environment and using the software. Practice does help you feel more confident, right? So that's a key word for success is they say it's showing up is 80% of the success. Well, I think that's BS. I think it's showing up prepared, right? And so, so practice a little bit, that'll help your nerves. Um, and then you just kind of, kind of get out there and, and, and do it, you know, um, there's no way to completely be a, a void of, of fear because fear of criticism is one of our deepest fears as human beings, right? There's just no way around it. Like, what are people going to think of me? What if I say the wrong things, blah, 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 blah. Right. So that's, um, there's, I have a saying that, that heroes put their dreams above their fears, right? And so if you want to be a hero, you put, you, if you have a dream, you got to put it above your fears and act anyway. So that's, that's just what I got to say on that. Love it. What I did when I was starting, I think I did it with a smaller crowd. And even before that, I practiced on my own delivering like probably a good 10 times until I was comfortable putting it out there. And I remember when I was trying to even show it to a couple of people, I was, I was, yeah. I was concerned. Yeah. Right. And I'm kind of comfortable talking in front of people, but I was concerned about that practice of putting in front of a smaller crowd where if I get embarrassed is not really that big of a deal. That kind of helped me reduce the fear. And yeah. uh, like you said, you got to come prepared and practice so that it's easier yeah. and and, 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 and be okay with some of some of it. You know, you have to let go of the fear of perfectionism. None of us are good yeah. when we start. None of us are good. I was terrible. I still have YouTube videos from like 12 years ago on YouTube, I should probably tear them down. They're hideous. They're terrible. My voice sucks. It was boring. Like it was just, you know, I was just not very good. Right. And so yeah. every master was once a disaster, right? Everybody who was yeah. once good was once bad. Right. And it's just, that's just the way it is. So you just got to do it. hundred percent, hundred percent. So I guess we have different types of webinars that you could do. Like you could do a sales webinar or an educational webinar. And so could you tell us about that and uh, what's the best way to um, which one should we pick and choose? Let's talk about what they are and which one we should go with. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, there's the difference, obviously, between the two. Right. So it depends yeah. on the goal. So the first thing you need to the first thing I have my students do in my launchpad program is what's the goal of your webinar? Right. Is it to generate sales? Is it to generate phone conversations for your sales for you or your sales team? Is it to just simply educate and put out goodwill to your audience? That's fine too. Is it to interview somebody and give value to your audience? 
it really, there's a variety of ways of using webinars and it really just depends on what your your goal is right so if you're most comfortable just starting out by i started out doing interview style webinars that's what i did i, I didn't really sell anything at first it was basically i would partner with somebody else we would look at talk about what they were doing and they would share what they were doing and and you know we would just i would host the thing and kind of get to know that person there's nothing wrong with with giving i guess you'd call them educational or just goodwill type webinars i mean i just did one uh, the other day just a kind of a casual presentation to my audience so uh, it's not a terrible place to start but i think for most of us who are on this call or selling things it's you know you want to be able to put together you know your sales presentation to ultimately get some business from it and, and use your time wisely there and there's key nuances between the two right like the education focused presentation is there well there's certainly educational strategies to teach well it has a totally different strategy or approach or goal than the sales webinar, which needs to be put together in, in with a proper structure that's a little more strategically designed to lead people excitedly to your offer. So again, just start with what's the goal of your webinar and then kind of work backwards from there. That's really what you need to kind of think about first. Love it. I just want you to get, once you get clear of the goal and in, in the intention of what you're trying to do, everything else becomes a lot easier. Sure. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and like you said, when you do interview style, just like what we're doing, it's a lot easier. Like you don't, you're not, you don't have to figure the whole thing out. You just have to be comfortable asking questions and be interested in another person. And that becomes a lot easier, right? Instead of versus going solo. Too yeah, it can be, it can be for people. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's how I started was with interview style content. Um, and that's, it helps you grow your network. It's certainly a great way if you're a business on here and you're looking to grow your network of, you know, referral partners, affiliate partners, just colleagues in general, you know, doing interview content is a good way to give some, give get visible in front of your audience and keep top of mind, give some value to your audience, but also to get to know that other person, right? And kind of deepen that relationship. So it can be two, two positives for that type of presentation. Fantastic. Um, what are some of the do's and don'ts for webinars for people that are doing it? Like a or sales webinar? Yeah. Yeah. So some key mistakes maybe we mm -hmm. can talk about. Yeah. Sure. So I, as far as a sales webinar goes, there's really a couple of big mistakes people make. One is, is they don't, they don't focus enough on their offer and make their offer really good. Like that's key. Like, I don't care how great your webinar is, but if your offer stinks, you're, you're stuck. Right. So the way you position and present your offer is really important. And the offer itself needs to clearly address and solve key, key objections, key pain points for people. Right. So being very strategic on your offer. And no one, very few people talk about that in the, in the con they do, but it, it, that really requires a lot of, I mean, eventually you just got to launch and test. Right. I mean, I'm not saying to be a perfectionist, but you do need to spend more time than you probably are on how you position the offer, whether it's to sell something directly on the webinar or to offer a conversation with you, like a sales call afterwards. So that's a big one. And then the other big mistake, I think when people are making the, the narrative, right? So a webinar really is three parts, right? A hook or a headline, a narrative, and an offer, right? So headline hook attracts people to attend, you got the narrative that you know is the messaging that warms people up to the and and leads them to your offer and then the offer itself and in, during the narrative phase of the presentation the biggest mistake is really over teaching 
like a bunch of how to stuff, right? Like yeah. I'm so guilty of this. That's why I have people, you know, I think I even had you like look at my my own webinar, even though the webinar had done well, and you're like, ah, oh, it's a little bit much here or there, you know. And like, so I I I I still go to my colleagues and go, is this too much? Is this make sense? Like, because one of the biggest mistakes we'll make with our webinar is we'll we'll, we'll overcomplicate everything, the offer in the message, and then we'll overteach too much stuff, right? Like, and it just raises too many questions in people's minds and and it just over they either leave with more questions than they had when they came there or they they're like great webinar they clap their hands let me go try that myself and then they leave and then you never really engage with them again right and so neither of those are outstanding outcomes for a sales webinar so those are the two big things is like your offer and then really like the, the narrative over teaching and over making it too complex right and everything it needs to be simple and it needs to line up well. It needs to be compelling. Uh, and really the biggest mistakes are like over teaching. So that's kind of the don'ts, right? That you mentioned, like those are some don'ts. Do you want to talk about some of the things kind of high level to do instead? 100%, 100%. It's just, uh, I'm I'm guilty of that as well. Uh -huh. as, as that when I get on, on, on a webinar or when I'm teaching anything, I tend to over teach. I think that the... The thought that I have is try to provide value and they, I overwhelm people yes. by too much information yeah. and then, yeah. and it gets too complex. Now they have to think about everything. Now they're like, all right, Mustafa, give me some time to go home and yep. you know, go for a walk. I can't, I can't work with you because you just confuse the hell out of me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and we mean well by this, right? This is sort of the expert's curse, so to speak. Like we we're the expert and we know our, our topic really deeply and so we're like, they need to know this and they should know this and this too. And this too, this is important too. And there's like 50 important things. Right. And it's like, right. But, but somebody who's not an expert who might be your ideal buyer, they're like, holy cow, like, I don't know about this. This, I didn't know what this is. You know, I'm, now I feel like I need to think about it or it's, it sounds hard or difficult. Right. Like we don't want to, we got to be careful in how we present things. And we mean well, right. Cause we don't want to be a no value type of marketer. Right. Like we want to, we want to, you know, we don't want to be all these, one of these all fluff type, type marketers. Right. And so there's some real art to that and some real strategy to both because you want everything you do to be valuable, right? Like you want, you want to delight and bring value to your people who are on your webinar, even if they don't buy. Right. But there's a way to do it strategically. That's, that's the right way to do it. That's a fact. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I'm with you hundred percent on, on getting feedback from other people because and we're going to do this today on my offer and John has worked with us. So I'm really looking forward to his feedback on, on the video and the headline and this and that, because as a business owner, I am in my stuff. I'm in the picture and I cannot really see clearly True. on what's happening. And that outside perspective from like a professional, like John makes a monumental difference. And, uh, yeah, I can't figure it out on my own. I need to I need to get feedback. So, gang, if you have any questions about what we're talking about today, about webinars, the offer, the hook, and whatnot, put your questions as a comment, and we'll do our best to uh, answer your questions. Um, John, what are some key elements uh, to sell successfully with a webinar? Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned some of those. With the webinar itself, it's really about three core elements. It's like your, your hook or offer or excuse uh -huh. me, your hook or headline. Uh -huh. And that's the thing that the, the big idea, the statement that attracts people to come, right? And it's like, Ooh, okay. I want to hear that. Let me sign up. 
and let me show up to this presentation, right? So that's that's a key factor, right? Is is what's the hook or what's the headline? What's the what's the message that attracts them? And then the second part of it is is the narrative, and that follows a specific framework. And I'm happy to go as deep as you want on those. Uh, and then the offer, right? So there's really three big big rocks, so to speak, when it comes to the webinar itself. You know that that hook or headline, the narrative, and then the offer. Hook. The narrative, the offer. Hmm. It might be a good time right now to um, to dive into my page and then get some feedback as you're going and talking about that. As to be like, here's a headline, and uh, let me just do this here real quick, and I'm going to share my screen and uh, uh, talk about what we do. Now, before I share the screen, let me actually ch ch share with you guys what we do. So the, the context of what's going to happen is going to be probably making more sense. So I run a call center specializing in follow-ups, retention, and referrals. The big problem that we solve is the fact that most business owners have a list of uh, prospects and customers, and they're out there spending a lot of money to find new customers while totally ignoring their existing people. And the second problem that we solve is the fact that some of these people, they know they should stay in touch with their list, but they don't have the time or manpower to do it. So that's a little context is what we do. And I'm really looking forward to tearing this down and see what we get out of it. So sure. uh, here is the, uh, a little, oh, is this, is this working? It's flat. Oh, there. It's kind of is flash it? flickering a little it's for some reason. Let's try it again. What's happening with that? Let me try it again. And okay. You might anyway. get a bit of a bounce rate on that, huh? <laughs> You never it's like, know. Ah, it's seizure. Audio. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Share the audio system as well. Is this working? It did, it, I can see it. it. All right, perfect. So, uh, done for you follow up calls. So, this is a, a, the, the intention is to get people to go through this page, watch the video, and book an appointment. Yes. Right? Yes. So, if you're watching and listening, say, done for you. The headline is done for you follow up phone calls. Do you have a proper follow up system? Interested in having your follow-up follow-ups done for you so you're not leaving money on the table. If you have capacity to serve more customers, watch the video below and pick a time to connect. Okay. So so before we go any further, like what's the context for this web page? Like what type of traffic comes to this and where does this live? So this is on our website. There are links on our website and exit pop-ups and pop-ups that take people to this page. And there are also links from podcasts and talks that I've done that takes people to this page uh, to book an introductory call uh, with us to go through and go through what we do. Got it. Okay. So it lives on your website, but it's also used in, I would say, semi-warm environments where they maybe you've been on a show or you've you're not running cold ads to this or obviously or anything. It's mainly just it lives on your website. And what people come from Google or other sources and or, or wherever, however they hear of you and come yeah. to this. And this is your primary call to action then for your website then is to book a call with you, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and so they would click from, let's say your homepage probably, right? Or a button on your mm -hmm. homepage to this page right here. Yes. Yeah? Uh, okay. Either uh, from the homepage and or if they end up on one of our blogs, 
they would see an exit pop up uh, to say, hey, want to increase your um, uh, fix your follow up problem or increase your retention rate or different messages. Click here to learn more. And they would come on this page. Got it. OK. Um, so first thing that comes to mind for me before we watch the video or anything uh, is is the headline done for you follow up calls. Have you talked to your ideal buyers and did they like that or have you have you really shared that or you just kind of got it up and got it going? Uh, on your website we are split testing that right now so the answer is no i haven't talked to my ideal buyers about that done for you follow-up calls and you know and obviously i i get it um to me i, I would try i mean it depends on who you're selling to but it doesn't really it doesn't really it, that's a feature headline right it's kind of like done okay. for you follow-up calls i mean what's the outcome i like to call, do use what i call outcome headlines like i think mine is something like um have a webinar that you want to optimize or build, you know, so something like that, um, you know, yours could be, you know, have, have an audience that you want, have a promotion or what's the key, key uses case for your services. Is it like you did with me, like promotions, like launches, have a launch or have a promotion that you want to add blah, blah, blah to, or like what, what, what is the kind of, or is it a variety? Is it, is it hard to nail down that way? So there are, to a few different cases. One is when people do webinars, they do events. Uh, they have an existing list of customers. Uh, the main, the biggest problem that we solve is the follow-up problem. Yes. Right. And then people are leaving money on the table. Right. And customers are usually ignored if they, uh, existing customers and anyone on the list. Um, what else could I tell you? Um, so there could be for different events. Right. Does that help? Done for you follow-up calls. I mean, I, I get where you're going with it, but I, I would consider testing maybe a little bit more like, you know, have have a list of prospects you're not following up with or, you know, and I kind of, you kind of do have that. Like, do you have a proper follow-up sequence interested in having your follow-ups done for you so you're not leaving money on the table? If you have the capacity to serve more customers, watch the video below. I mean, I, I think you kind of kind of done it, but I would just I think the hook could be a little more like specific, like catchier. Uh, yeah. Or just even just more direct with with uh, with an outcome focus to it. Right. So like follow up your done for you follow up calls with that. If I hit that page, I kind of get it. But like I think I could get it quicker and like and, and get more excited about it if it had a little more description to it. So, um, you know, have, have a list of prospects you're not following up with. Um, you know, something like that, or, you know, something around that, like have a promotion you're doing. Well, I mean, I think it really just depends on the context, right. Of it. It's, it's, yeah, it's something around that, but, um, you know, since this isn't really a webinar, this is more of like an, a calendar application funnel the, the headline will yeah. be a little different. If it was a webinar, I would use a different, different headline for it. You want it to what be clear. What would the webinar look like? Let's say if this is a webinar. Yeah, I would probably, you know, I mean, the most classic classic headline is like how to do blank without blank, right? So you could say like, you know, how 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 to follow up with your prospect list, uh, increase revenue by 25% and, and, and increase referrals, you know, or whatever, like something around like how to do benefit, benefit, benefit without blah, blah, blah. So like how to, how do you, how, how to outsource your follow-up phone calls to increase revenue and referrals without having to do it yourself or something like that, you know, it could be without having to spend the time doing it yourself or something along those lines. That's very much off the top of my head, but like, 
um, you know, and then they would watch the presentation to find out basically how it'd be a demo webinar. I call it a demo webinar, which is like 30 minute presentation. You know, that's the hook for your webinar would be like, you know, how, what did I say again? Like how, how to, how to, um, how to, how to increase your, here's what I came up with. Tell me if this makes sense. Mm-hmm. How to fix your follow-up problem and increase sales by 25% without picking up the phone. Say it again. How to fix your follow-up problem and increase sales by 25% without picking up the phone. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I think it, it, there's something there to, to that without picking up the phone. Because people yeah. hate, hate to pick up the phone. Of course they do. Yeah. 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 Does that using your formula do you think that would that would work there's something there for sure i don't know what it is say it, say it one more time how to fix your follow-up problem and increase sales by 25 percent without picking up the phone i like that um how to fix your follow-up problem i mean is do people think they have a follow-up problem already is this something that your people people that are in business and i talk to they know they have a follow-up problem but would they get it would they get what you what it is in in two seconds? Let's reading that. Let's say. I mean, would they, you know how to fix your follow up problem? Or what if we say how to follow up with your audience and increase sales by twenty five percent without picking up the phone? Something along those lines. There's ingredients there of a good hook, I think, and it, you know, okay. and something like that. Like how, how to how to follow up with your how to how to follow up with your prospect list. Uh, increase sales by 25% and increase sales by 25% without picking up the phone or without calling them yourself or something along those lines, I think could be the makings of a, of a, of a hook for, for your service. Uh, and then of course you could make a couple versions of that, maybe get some feedback on that mm -hmm. and, and just pick the one and go with it. Um, so that would be your hook. And then your narrative for your presentation would build up around that like what's the one idea that you need them to believe one that they're losing tremendous amounts of money by not using the phone and not following up right and so we need to build the case for that like mo most most coaches consultants and experts think that that you know doing a webinar or doing a promotion um is is is, is strictly best done with email or blah 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 but really what happens but really what we found is that you can add 25 to 30% more revenue just simply by picking up the phone and calling and like building the idea around the power of picking up the phone. And then of course, positioning your, your service as basically how to do it easy, right? How to, you know, showing them what it looks like to have your service or your process do it for them so they can get that result. You know, that, that would be kind of some big elements of the narrative and then you need to make a really good offer which is really an, an initial call with you right uh i assume you do most of this through a call right like it's not a direct sale right it's it's through a book a call we'll talk about your situation and you have services right that you offer so right you know how can you make that initial call compelling you know how can you make that compelling what could you offer as in addition to talking to you about your service um you know, could it be a, a list readiness assessment or, you know, something along the lines that's a value to people for, for actually booking with you in addition to talking to you? You know, like, how do we make that more compelling? Because okay. your offer is really the call in this case, you know? Yes. The offer is like, we will pick up the phone for you because you're not and you probably won't do it. 
So that's something you could consider on here, book a call, you know, and also receive X, Y, and Z, right? Like not that you're trying to get a bunch of freebie seekers. You're not, you're still positioning this as a call to discuss the service. But in addition to that, they, you could offer something of, of benefit to them. Like I worked with an SEO company and it's, they were just kind of doing the standard call to action for a phone call. Like, Hey, this sounds good. You want to talk about your SEO, book a call with us. We'll have a chat and that's okay. It works well enough, but we actually got a better take rate when we named the call. So it was called the, S we named it the SEO growth audit. Um, we also offered them a, a SimRush report. So a report of their website's top um, inefficiencies. They got a report when they came to the call. This is super easy for them to produce. And also a list of their competitors, top keywords, so that they can see what were, what they're missing and how they could tap into the traffic for their competitors, right? And then it, it dug up all these problems for those prospective buyers. And then the SEO company said, hey, here's what we could do together. Do you want our help with that? You know, And it, and it worked really well. So um, there's something maybe you could think about at least incorporating for this. I would consider maybe the hook, adjusting the hook a little bit to a little more of a benefit focus. Like, you know, you know, uh, you, you could even say like done for you follow-up calls that increase revenue by 25%, um, that increase retention referrals and, and follow-up by 25 to 30% or something like that. You know, like a little more of a benefit to it. It just says done for you follow-up calls. It just, it's missing that, that little bit of like outcome juice for me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Without um, you picking up the phone. You could do something like that. And, and it's okay to have a little bit longer of a, of a statement, right? It doesn't need to be a paragraph, but, you know, it's okay to have a little description to that. Like they should be able to read that one statement and, compl and completely understand how you could help them, right? Like 100%. instantly. We um, could even make the without you picking up the phone uh, component, like a smaller font at the bottom so they still see it. And like you said, I, I, I'm 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 all 100% open to test it. Like the worst that could happen is sure. it's not going to work, right? Yeah, and that's the ultimate right. answer is to test it. Right. But um, you know, and then step one is watch the video. Step two is is book a call. Um, I think that's fine on my form. I know you you modeled this. I have a page like this on my site. Um, I have the, the the calendar below the video. That's fine though. I don't really see any social proof elements on this page. Yeah, um, that's something you may want to consider. Mm -hmm. uh, badges, maybe it's couple of image testimonials i wouldn't necessarily have a video i can't remember if i have videos of mine or not it probably would be best to to, to just have like image just quick little views so they focus on just playing the video you know and stuff like that don't get them yeah. too distracted um but that that would be sort of some layout and, and headline stuff for this page otherwise sure. i think it's you know i think you got the main idea there fantastic so let me play the video i'll play the first half it's i think about two and a half minutes Let's tear on the first half, get some feedback on it, and then I'll play the rest. Fair? So it's what? So say that again. It's what? Two and a half minutes? About. Yeah. And you want me to do what? You're going to play the whole thing? I'll play the first half. Let's okay. get some feedback on that, and I'll play right. the first, second half right. after. Fair enough? Sure. Let me know if you are getting the uh, audio. Hello, and welcome. Mustafa here. I'm going over how to fix your follow-up problem and generate 20% more appointments, referrals, and sales in 30 days or less. The number one problem that we see is the fact that most businesses have a list of customers, but they're out there spending precious time and money to find new customers while totally ignoring their existing customers and prospects. The second problem we usually see is that some business owners um, know that they should stay in touch with their customers, 
but they don't have the time, the manpower, the knowledge and expertise, and the systems and processes to do it. And some people just hate to pick up the phone and have conversations with their customers and prospects. That is why our call center specializes in follow-ups, retention, and referrals with agents trained to follow our proven friendly process to nurture an existing list of prospects and existing customers or past customers to extract referrals, appointments with qualified leads, critical customer feedback, and more, which will result in higher profits, recurring sales, increasing the lifetime value of your customers, customer satisfaction, and more. And our team does this while protecting your brand and values. All right. Yeah, no, so I thought it was overall good. You had a good hook. I liked your hook better on the in the video. Um, and then you did a good job for everybody listening to this. Hopefully everyone could hear that of really painting the situation for the person, the ideal buyer, right? So you talked about the problems. You talked about, you know, the things they don't like doing. And I'm sure, you know, I can relate to those things. I don't like calling my people. I don't like doing this. You know, what where that could be, you know, a potential... Uh, thing there. So I think, I think you did a good job of building up the case for that so far. Um, you know, one of the things I'm waiting for, and you may have this in the second half would be any kind of like uh, case stories, like brief case stories of results and stuff like that um, would be something I would flash here at some point that may be coming up. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe a little bit of aspiration as well as the problem, like you were painting the, the situation of things you don't like and those kind of things, which I think was well done. Um, you know, you know, what if I think you might have done this, I'd have to rewatch it again. But you know, like, you know, kind of like, what if you could increase your revenue 25 to 30% without picking up the phone uh, by, you know, delighting your customers and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, that kind of thing could be added a little bit. But you know, off the top of my mind, it's, it's I think you've done a good job of kind of painting the picture as to the situation for them. You know, I, I would say like the other things in my mind would be like, what does that look like? And then you may share that maybe that's coming up. And then like, what are the results, you know, like, so basically who you are, because I haven't seen it, heard anything about you yet. There's no social proof about you yet. Um, who you are, um, who you've helped and then how you help them. Those are a few other things that I would be kind of waiting for here. All right. Fair enough. Let me play, play the rest. Our system works because your customers and people on your list know, like, and trust you. And we have the knowledge, expertise, and the system to help you fix your follow-up problem and generate results. So some of the calls and campaigns could be made to events or webinar registrations after, before and after uh, the event exists in our past customers, list of unsubscribers, appointments, loss proposals, and more. This service is designed for established businesses with a proven high-ticket offer north of $5,000 who want to grow their business through a done-for-you turnkey solution. So if you have a follow-up problem and you feel that you're leaving money on the table and you have capacity to serve more customers, go ahead, secure your appointment with me, and I will show you our three-step process on how we fix your follow-up problem and help you grow your sales if your company qualifies for it. Remember, our promise is very simple. Our team will fix your follow-up problem and extract appointments, referrals, and sales from your existing list with a 2x return guarantee. So go ahead, pick a time on the calendar, and I look forward to chatting with you.
Thank you. Oh. Oop. So that's it. Yeah, yeah. I like the two X guarantee. I, th I like I like the overall hook there and the in the guarantee. I think those are good. Um, again, I, I really. I didn't really, and I wouldn't, you know, obviously this is a very short video by design, right? Like this is not a 30 minute webinar. I have a four minute version of this on my website, um, but it works right to, to, for this particular place. So we're kind of talking a little bit more about a video than a webinar, but some of the same elements apply. Mm -hmm. um, again, I, I would like to see maybe just briefly a, a touch about what your company's done, like who you are a little bit. And I'm not saying to go into a, a long backstory on this, right? Like, but like, you know, hi, my name is, you know, Mustafa. I work with this company. This is the name of my company. And for the past X amount of time, we've been helping X amount of people generate, you know, millions of dollars in sales or whatever that number is using our proprietary follow-up system. I don't know if you have a name for your follow-up system. Like you might want to mention that. So it's not as comparable to other services. Like I assume you have a proprietary framework that you guys use and things like that. That's kind of I would say your your own stuff, right? Your sauce, so to speak. Um, I would like to see, you know, maybe one or two or three like flash testimonial almost like, you know, like at some point towards the end of this, like, and this is so-and-so we worked with them you know, over the course of just four weeks and we were able to generate X amount of results for them using the process that you, that we can discuss for you. This is so-and-so they got this result, you know, this is who they are. This is the result they got, you know, like flash testimonials. I'm not saying to do them go on and on about it, but just like proof, social proof, social proof, social yeah. proof, and even having some social proof under the video, just, you know, badges or, and or static testimonials just to kind of add some, some, some social proof to this. And we're just, just looking at this page in a vacuum right now, but it's a very bare bones page, which is not a bad thing, right? It can be a good thing for conversion, but mm -hmm. it, there's really just, it's very, there's no elements of like authority really with this it would be something that I would say. Um, that's the big one there. And you, you know, you, I don't know if you have a three-step process, you might want to sprinkle that in the middle of this, but I would say the big thing for your video, you do a good job of painting the picture of the, the situation and what they don't like and those kind of things. Uh, maybe just share a little bit more about, about briefly about you and some of the people you've helped. Right. So for this type of application funnel video, it's really, for me, it's about like, um, who I am, who I've helped and how I help them. It's like super, super fast. Right. And it's yeah. not, it's not the traditional framework of a webinar, although there are some elements in there of that. Who I help. Love it. Um, so, so the three main elements were who I am, who I help, and how yeah. my process works. And if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. Very high level, like super, yeah. like maybe no more than a four minute video here or something. You know, don't, don't add a lot to the length. You know, I think you did a good job of painting the picture of what they don't like. You even shared a couple of case examples. Um, but I really didn't see anything about, unless I had gone to your about page or found you some other way, like I wouldn't know who I like, am, what, who, why, who you are and why you're different. Cause the people buy, I mean, especially services and coaches and consultants, they buy that person, right? Like they're buying Mustafa and his company and his, and, his, and what they've done. So at least talk about your company and what you've done and, and reassure them that you're, you're, you have, you have that, um, sage like expertise expertise right like you're not a you're not just flipping something up on a web page you know 100 so. so actually i was so going back to testing i was actually testing that i did have a slide about who i am but i was trying to make this video as short as humanly possible to see if it works and gets results 
But yeah. uh, now that you're saying that, you know, people will want to know about who I am, see some results and see some social proof and the rest of it. I'll, I'll put it back in there. I, I, well, I mean, you know, ultimately, look, I've tested, I tested a four minute version of a video and I actually tested a 15 minute version on this. As you can imagine, the 15 minute version was, was way too long in this situation. Right. Um, yeah. And the drop off was apparent. Almost everybody watches my four minute video all the way through. I, I have the, the consumption data in Vimeo right on that. Yeah. And, um, so that's what I want, right? It's just four minute video. And so yours is two minutes. I'm not saying to add a lot to it, but, you know, uh, just, you know, paint the picture right away like you do. Maybe you could even tighten that up a little more and then just sprinkle. I'm not talking about it going on and on about yourself, but just sprinkle little, little bit about your company and a little bit about who you've helped and then give a strong call to action. You might want to name that call as well. I don't know if there's something that you could name or put a little value to to that call and and, and talk a little bit more about the benefits of that call. Mm -hmm. at the end as well and i think that's probably good and you can test that you know in this situation what would you name that call like i like naming uh, a namer? uh admittedly is my <laughs> my weakest point like, yeah so you're you're again the, the you know uh so the outcome again that you're selling is a follow-up um you know, it could be something around a strategy session, potentially like it's something like blueprint or strategy, probably strategy session probably would be good in your case. What do you think? Like, is the, is the sort of like back end of the name? So like the, the, the follow-up profits strategy session or the, um, you know, you know, follow-up, I've tried to use some alliteration, but I can't think of a good, a good word what, for what it. What if you just call it a follow-up strategy session? That, I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just to it, keep it, it short and sweet. Follow-up strategy session, and then you could even put like a, a, a you know, a, you could consider putting a value to it too. And like, like, what would you charge for? And I and I know this is a sales call to discuss your services, but I assume on that call you still kind of diagnose their situation, right? Yeah. You're not just working 100%. with anybody, so that's a value to people too, right? It's like, mm -hmm. okay, there's a value to to your to your complimentary call. I would call it a complimentary call. Yeah. Um, you know, so you might, maybe you charge someone a thousand bucks for your time normally or something like that to, to do that sort of assessment. Like during the call, what we're going to do is, is, is really, um, you know, dig into your current database, like, um, you know, you know, the number of phone numbers you might have strategies for optimizing for phone, you know, really giving you, you know, a clear path for how you could best use this strategy. And then, cause that's kind of what you did with me, right? Like I hired you to work with me some, um, and what did we do on that call? You know, you talk with me, you know, we looked at, you know, what my list looked like and those kind of things and phone number things. And, you know, even that call itself was a value. Right. So um, I think that's that's the key thing is. And then I think, we could, I think we could explain about here's what's going to happen. What's going to go down on this call here? Are the what three to yeah. five things that you're going to get. And I'm going to give you, like you mentioned earlier, a checklist of. Yeah. Here's my follow-up process checklist or uh, you something could, value. You could, or just, you know, give them three reasons, three benefit, benefit bullets of why they should come, you know, like, um, I wouldn't come across desperate, like, Oh, come to the call. I'll give you like a gazillion things, you yeah. know, like, but you could, you know, just either describe it, describe the benefits. Um, if you, if it, if you have an easy report, you could, you could publish for them. That's a benefit mm -hmm. to them. Uh, like your follow-up readiness assessment, like you may not be able to do that though, because you don't have their list or anything yet. Right. So it's like, that may not apply to you like it did for that SEO company. Um, but just the key is like, you know, have the, have the call sound like something important. Uh, 
and of benefit, whether you're just describing the call or you're providing something and describing the call. But the call should be should dig up potential, right? Um, it should dig up problems and potential, right? And and so that's that's what you'll do with them on the call as you already, Love it. already do. Actually, so. another name that you just gave me was the follow-up readiness assessment that yeah. we could... On that call, I will know if they're ready to follow up or not. Because one of the things that we must have with our clients is phone numbers. Yes. And if they don't have it, they're not ready. Yeah. And if they have it, they're 50% there, basically. Yeah, the follow-up readiness assessment. Um, yeah, or the follow-up quick quick start checklist or, you know, something like that to where, because, you know, I guess would you not work with them at all if they didn't have phone numbers or would you help them kind of like, hey, here's how you can add the forms and get ready for your launch and then we'll work with you when you're ready. Like like maybe someone has a webinar coming up and they're not they're not familiar with how to or not doing webinar like uh, yep. phone phone numbers, uh, but they have a webinar coming up in the next couple of months. You'd still probably work with them then. Right. Because you could like you did with me. Right. Like we were experimenting with some of the phone fields. Right. And right. optionals and all that stuff. Right. And so. So what about a checklist or um, a blueprint on how to set up and get phone numbers? Yeah. I mean, yep. Write all this down in a list. You don't want to give them a gazillion things because you and I have talked about this with my own stuff too. And we were, we don't want to overcomplicate the offer, mm -hmm. right? Like that runs a risk. Um, but maybe pick, like maybe have like three descriptors of the call and the benefit yeah. of the call. Name the call. It could be the follow-up. What did we call it? The follow-up strategy session? Sure. That's fine. Follow-up strategy session, three reasons, three benefit statements. And then if you want to have, give them a report or something or whatever, and put a value to that, that's fine. I wouldn't necessarily have a huge value stack for the call. Yeah. I don't think, I think you'd probably agree that might tend to maybe be a little too much. 100%. So it has to be simple. But I think I that like should increase the take rate from like your webinars or even on your web page. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could be like, here's the here's the assessment that you're going to get, the follow-up uh, readiness assessment, and I'm going to give you a, 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 a to-do list or a checklist on how to start collecting phone numbers and make it more effective. Yeah, right. So either way, you know, whether we end up working together or not, you're, there's going to be, this is going to be one of the most valuable pieces of time you've spent on your 100%. business. You know, so something like that, like keep the sales pressure low. This is a complimentary call. People are afraid of calls. You know that, right? Like mm -hmm. they're afraid of booking calls. Uh, and so we don't want to have a lot of pressure around like, do this, you know, I'll give you this, you know, it's like, it needs to be a soft, like, you know, if you like what you hear, go ahead and go below this video and book your follow-up readiness or your follow-up strategy session with me and my team during this call. Um, we're going to help provide you with a follow-up readiness assessment that will really help you to clearly understand how you can best utilize follow-up in your business. Um, we'll also give you our, our phone number collection checklist. Um, if you're not currently set up for phone numbers, uh, and then, and then we'll, we'll be discussing, you know, your business and how to best use this strategy. So whether you end up, whether we end up working together or not, uh, you'll, you're certainly going to get some of the best value out of this this call for your business. Now, it needs to be a discussion about your services, so don't try to BS it, you know. But yeah. you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, try to make it sound a little bit um, like more valuable to them, regardless. Not just, hey, let's talk about your follow up. Like, it just has a little bit more to it, right? A little more yeah. um, value well, to it. 
So that it is a sales conversation, but you will still get value out of it by just being there, getting the checklist, getting the assessment. And if you, at the end of the day, you don't want to work with us, that's fine too. At least you walk away with some, uh, some new information about your follow-ups and how to collect phone numbers and how to make the whole process more effective. Yeah. I mean, I think especially if you're going to be doing this at scale on webinars, let's say, like, let's say you, we put together a webinar for your service, Mustafa, you do a demo mm -hmm. webinar, it's 30 minutes, then you make a pitch, which is to talk to you. That's where this would fit in perfect. Or on your sales page, if people are just randomly coming to your website, because they don't really know you. If it's a referral from somebody, then you don't need necessarily need that same degree of like, you know, stuff. It's like, hey, you know, they just go speak to Mustafa about this, right? And And it's a little bit different, but um, this stuff is particularly important for like more mass marketing kind of stuff, right? Um, I think that's important. Fantastic. Wow, this was really useful and um, and um, I'm grateful for that. So thank you for your expertise and all the feedback that uh, you shared with me and the audience. Gang, if you still have questions, feel free to put them in the chat box. And as I'm asking a couple more questions uh, sure. with um, John, let me just... I was just taking notes on a different window and I'm trying to find my next question that I had for you. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> oh, John, uh, tell us about the gift that you're sharing with the audience, please. Oh, um, yeah. So I think we, I think I gave you my, my webinar conversion guide. Is that, is that what we're linking up? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so I have a, a conversion guide. Some of you may have gotten it already. Um, some of you haven't, um, but basically it's 27 webinar conversion points that you can look at to optimize your webinar. So, you know, if you're not sure maybe what day to host your webinar or what time or what tools to use, like what, how to follow up more effectively, you know, like what are some of the core elements in the presentation to get right? I have these 27 point uh, check. It's basically a guide, like almost like a checklist that you can download. And, and if you're putting together a webinar, is it me? Yeah, and if you can watch or hear me, uh, please press a one or two in the comments. I don't know if I got disconnected or if John did. Or oh, you're trying waiting. to optimize your webinar. You can go. Oh, you there? Okay. I'm here. I, you were cut off. I don't know if it was me or if it was you. So you were um, talking about your gift. Right. Yep. So I think I mentioned, I think we got it across what it was, right? Um, you know, it was the conversion guide with the 27 points. Um, you can go to johnschumacher.com slash conversion for that. Or I think we could put that in the in the, in the the post here, wherever we are uh, Fantastic. on that. So I think I think we got the description out there <laughs> before we got yes, cut off. No, it is in the description. It is also in the comments of the show. So to get John's uh, webinar conversion guide, the 27 point guide to help you increase your conversions for your webinar, uh, go and download, go to johnschumacher.com forward slash conversion and you'll get access to that. Now, uh, John, can I ask you a couple of personal questions? Uh, I hope, yes, so we'll see what, it, what yeah, they are. They're not too personal. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's some, something new that you have tried uh, recently? Something new that I've tried recently? Um, Big or small, could be a small cup of coffee, or it could be going to Mars. Going to Mars, yeah, I wish. 
um being a parent i guess you know i mean shoot that's uh, i've had a two-year-old it's been quite a journey so um you know he loves construction vehicles so i've been learning about those with him more i didn't really know all the names of the construction vehicles so i guess learning construction vehicles with my two-year-old <laughs> it's something new love, love off the top of my head that's amazing yeah. um what are your top favorite books of all time oh gosh um I got a whole lot of books. So to pick one is, is Give me tough. two or three. Yeah. Um, Some that made a massive difference or impact in your business or life. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, some of my biggest books, um, let's see, I think one of them would be uh, Chasing Excellence. That's a good book. Uh, I think I can't remember the author's name. Ben Bergeron, I think is his name. Um, it's a really a, a parable about cross, but not really a parable, but like a story about CrossFit athletes and how they uh, consistently perform at an excellent level. It's really a good book on kind of keeping your mind and your 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 thinking and your your habits at a at a more of a top level, right? So I reread that once a year usually. Chasing Chasing Excellence is a great book uh, on kind of your your human performance and mindset and those kind of things. Um, marketing books. What ones have I read recently? A uh, hundred, hundred million dollar offer by uh, Alex Hermosi. I think that one's been going around the circles for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a great book on creating a better offer and, yep. and how to put, put together a more effective offer. So that's an excellent read, uh, for people from a guy who's sold a lot, a lot of products over the years. Um, that's a great book. Um, what else? Um, I read the, the surrender experiment is a good book. Um, I can't remember the guy, the guy who started a software company, it's kind of a yogi type guy um, who, you know, basically had this incredible life journey by learning to let go. I think we all tend to over grab things or want to like choke things to death, especially as business owners or people like that. And, and, and sometimes we just need to learn to let go and let life kind of guide us more. And I think that was a good book to kind of remind me of that. So fantastic. there's a ton of books. I, I'd probably, there's a ton of them I could think of, but we got three. That's, 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 that's enough for now. Chasing excellence, hundred million dollar offer, and the surrender experiment. Yep, that's amazing. Um, what's one advice that made a massive impact in your life or business? Yeah, I think it's 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 um, you know your life gets better when you get better, right? And I think that's an important concept for me. I have I actually have it on my wall up here. I have a bunch of like kind of my favorite quotes. You know, what got me here won't get me there. That's one of them your life gets better when you get better. You know, I think that's, uh, I mean, that, that's the common truth, right? Like, um, you know, people can say what they want. Some of us are dealt different hands in poker in our lives, right? But the only way we can really improve our lives, the surest way to improve our lives isn't to rely on someone outside of ourselves. It's for ourselves to to improve our skills, to improve our lives. And, and through that, especially in America, in this world, like if you do those things, you will be more valuable, you will do better, right? And so you know, if you want a better life, you need to become better, right? If you want to attract a better partner or spouse, you need to to become better yourself. You need to become attractive to that person, right? And, and it's really, I remind myself of that when I tend to want to maybe complain about things. It's like, John, you just, you got to get keep getting, getting better. better, keep getting better, you know? Love it, love it, love it. That's like, um, very concise and to the point. If you want your life to get better, you need to get better. Simple. I, I, I make like it up. Work. You know, it's <laughs> law of the universe, right? And if you get your own planet, maybe it could be different. But on planet Earth, that's kind of a fundamental rule of, of life, right? 100%. Um, if you had a, a, a Facebook or Google ad, 
where everyone on the web with internet access could see, what would your message be for the people of Earth? <laughs> you mean just in general? In general, you have a message. You have one message on an ad. Everyone could see it on the web. What would it be? Oh, geez, man. I, that's crazy. Um, I think it would be probably be kind to yourself. I think that's a big thing. From a, I guess if we're going philosophical, which I guess is the first thing that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I always look back at, if you know, I was sometimes it's a good exercise to think of yourself as an old person. Uh -huh. So, like, what would the 80 year old John tell the 40 year old John or the 30 year old John or the 20 year old John? I think it would be, you know, be, be, be kinder to yourself and don't worry so much. You know, <laughs> it's like we worry ourselves to death, you know, in this life. And, and so, I would say it'd be something around that 100%. John, this has been an amazing conversation and I really got so much out of it i'm gonna start applying and making changes to the to my opt-in page uh, is there anything that you would like to add or talk about that we didn't get a chance to mention yeah i mean i think we touched on some tactical things and i guess we ended with some philosophical things um you know i think for everybody listening to this um you know be be kinder to yourself and those around you mm -hmm. um take action and we talked about fear you know fear doesn't go away right? It's just going to be there. So just, you know, practice, try to get more competent. Competence does reduce fear, but it's still going to be there in many cases, especially yep. if you're growing and doing new things, you know, that's always going to be there. So, um, you know, just continue to put your dreams above your fears, take action, work on your skills you know, and traits, like what skills, what traits do you need to accelerate in your life? Those are important things, whether it's with webinars or workshops or sales, marketing, whatever you're doing, you know, I always like to say there are, there are general success principles, right? So there's things like showing up on time, being prepared, doing what you say you're going to do and those kind of things. And then there are industry specific skills like being better at marketing or sales. Both of those are important, um, but just continue to work on your skills and your traits and, and, and your life will get better and just move forward and take some action and, and do it. So Hopefully uh, this was a good talk. This was a good talk. I got so much out of it and I'm sure people did get a lot out of it or they will get a lot out of it when they watch later. Again, if you're watching or listening, please make sure to like and subscribe to the show, whichever channel that you're watching on. If you have questions for me or John, put them in a comment on social media and or get back to uh, and John and I will get back to you. And also to get access to John's webinar conversion guide, go to johnshomaker.com forward slash conversion the link is in the com uh, comment or descriptions of the show it is also in the comments john thank you very much this has been an absolute pleasure thank you for sharing your wisdom knowledge and expertise in gang i have actually sat through john's workshop he he is the real deal when it comes to webinars uh, he's got a very interactive uh and engaging process with his workshops and and uh, with his courses and if you want to work with him uh, directly one-on-one -on -one, he uh, also i know he does that and uh if you want to improve your webinar and your sales process your offer and the rest of it do reach out i mean you got a glimpse into what he can do in a matter of 15 minutes with my page i'm sure he could do a lot more with that through his process thank you for joining us have a great week and we will See you later. Bye, everybody. Bye now.